You're listening to Voices of the Outer Rim. This is episode three. We're going to go over the Clone Wars that is coming up later this week. But first, we're going to start off with our uh, normal Hasbro news. Uh, there's not much coming up because next week is Toy Fair, Toy Con in New York. Um, so the only release we've really gotten in the last week is that they've announced the new Zori Bliss 6-inch figure where we can take off the mask and see those very seductive eyes that were prominently featured in Rise of Skywalker. Um, it's a toy. Why do you have to do that to it? <laughs> but You know the faces are never accurate. Nah, this is, the Black Series have been doing pretty good. I'm going to laugh. You're going to get it. You're going to take off the mask and be like... Oh. Nah, so I'm, not gonna gonna, be good. I'm not gonna. I'm um, not gonna. I got other six inches I want to get, uh, including our review for today, which is going to be the Black Series six inch uh, Wedge Antilles. Um, I recently purchased this figure at Walmart. Um, it's a pretty pretty common figure to get a hold of. Beautiful sculpt. The weathering on the flight suit is amazing. It's got a little bit of that like blackish wash on it. It just makes it so much more believable compared to some of the three inch uh, Wedge figures that have come out. Um, the helmet, so my two complaints of the figure is the face sculpt makes him look really, really old. Um, I think that's just because naturally the way Dennis Lawson's face looks. Oh. Um, <laughs> well, no, like from, this is supposed to be like a new hope mm -hmm. and he's just, he has that very pronounced like, uh, cheek droop. Yeah. Cheek droop. And fine lines. Yeah. In the face. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, it's really fascinating, but it was definitely a figure I had to get because Dennis Lawson, for those of you who don't know, is Ewan McGregor's uncle and almost was the reason Ewan McGregor didn't take the Obi-Wan part, strangely enough. I would cry. Um, apparently warned him against doing it uh, as he released uh, in an interview I'm earlier so this week. he didn't listen. Um, but he is one of my all-time favorite characters, so I was able to pick up the six-inch figure and... Only complaints are the face sculpt and the helmet. The chin strap for the helmet's very uh, thin. And, uh, ah, there's one of our thunder chickens oh, flying by there's right now. You guys probably can't hear it, but oh, um, gosh, that's here one. in Daytona, we have the Thunderbirds in town for this thing called the yes, uh, 500. Yes, it's currently the Daytona 500 and as we record yeah. this. Our they all sound like this. <laughs> all of them. Our studio is literally like less than a mile from the speedway, so all these flybys—they're literally like right outside our windows. It's kind of crazy. And then, and then there are some that are like this. That was Air Force One this morning. That was odd. That, I was very excited to see a 747 land, but that's anyway, not Star Wars related. Yeah, that's so. not Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's basically it in uh, toy news. Uh, next week's going to be chock full because toy fair and there's gonna be a lot of legos and action figures i'm excited to hear about legos i can there's some them, there's I can look at them. there is some interesting rumors about what we're going to be getting for the uh, summer 2020 oh. so i'm uh really excited about that <sighs> all right emily before we move on i don't think we did introductions since we're still pretty new at this podcast thing uh i'm emily i talk about a lot of like the movies and the tv show stuff primarily you were just listening to evan I don't know if you want to introduce yourself, but they don't know me who I am by now. <laughs> he's he's the toy guy, and I we got we guy. got Blake. Hello, 
I talk about, about things. Every he he's our things. technical guy. Just we, things. Uh, we don't have Cole this week, unfortunately. Um, but he he opted not to be part of this podcast because he hasn't made it through Clone Wars yet. Yeah, for anybody who is still trying to catch up for the Clone Wars before the premiere on Wrong Friday, um, you might want to wait to listen to the rest of this podcast because we're going to yes. be going in depth with all the info that we have so far, what we're expecting from the first couple episodes. Um, so this is your spoiler warning. <laughs> but moving on, uh, for the Clone Wars. This Friday, the 21st, we get the first episode of the final season of The Clone Wars. We were all very, very excited. Um, thanks to a recently uploaded trailer for the first episode, it is confirmed to be a weekly upload like everybody was thinking. None of us are surprised. I'm still kind of sad, but, you know, we can't all have what we want. Um, the initial trailer that they uploaded spread like wildfire. It was crazy. Everybody is all excited because it's looking like we're going to get to see episode three uh, in the events of Order 66 all over again. We get to see Maul again. We're going to get to see, um, why can't I think of words anymore? Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Yes. Oh, she's so grown up. Speaking of Ahsoka, I want to, so I was rewatching some of my favorite episodes of Clones. And we'll talk about this later about yeah. our, like, our favorite moments and stuff. Um, but Lux Bantori, the guy who was working with. Uh, what's his face? Uh, from Rogue One. What's uh? <laughs> I'm drawing a blank on his name. I I can't. Saw Guerrera. Yeah. Oh. I'm thinking Shakeor. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, Saw that's Guerrera. not it. That's not it. But Force close. Whitaker. Our Force baby Whitaker. Saw. Yes, but Saw. He worked with Saw Guerrera's character, and him and uh, Ahsoka had like a weird, very kind of childish romance going on for the longest time. Yeah. I'd like to see that kind of come back. I don't think we're going to um, see that. I know we're most likely not. Maybe but if anything. I'd like, like to see something come of that because we really don't have anything about him after him and Saw kind of teamed up. Yeah. Maybe maybe a side story in like a comic book or something. I wouldn't be surprised if we got something like that. Because um, like this is just going to be such a limited release thing. I feel like they're going to focus on the events of Order 66 and Ahsoka and Anakin's story arc more than anything you know th they have to wrap up this thing that we never thought they'd and get to wrap bunch. up yeah i'll get into that in a second but um going side by side with the rise of skywalker is probably going to be one of my favorite things about this season um the only reason that we know it's probably going to go side by side with it first of all um padme was pregnant in the trailer and with anakin and he doesn't find out that she's pregnant until the beginning of episode three so that pretty much is a dead giveaway that we're going to get to see all those events all over again and cry our little eyes out for weeks. Um, Maul seems to have known about the events of Order 66 um, early before it ever happened, which I think is going to be really interesting. So I recently just rewatched that last episode in the Mandalore arc, which, yeah. you know, beautiful storytelling there. That That's another um, thing. Before you finish, we're going to get to see um, the Siege of Mandalore. Siege of Mandalore, Very yes. excited about that. Um, but... Last thing we saw of Maul was that Palpatine kind of is just like, I have uses for you. Yeah. So I'm curious if Maul... They, they, I, I'm curious like if that plays into the whole Exegol thing Ooh, with him. That'll be interesting. Because at this point, we don't know when Palpatine was aware of Exegol. So I'm curious if there's something... Or if he knew about it like all along. Yeah. yeah. So Either. I'm curious if he's using Maul to like send him out and like find stuff. Maybe. I mean, because, you know. I mean, even in the trailer, Maul says, so it has begun without me. So, I mean, like, he knew. 
mm-hmm. about this. So Palpatine is definitely in his head about other things. So I'm very excited to see. Because, I mean, they brought Palpatine back for episode nine. <laughs> Why not throw him into this, too? <laughs> Palpatine's back. Did you hear uh, <laughs> the kind of side note? J.J. Abrams apparently got, like, and his son are going to write a Spider-Man comic. No yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I saw the greatest meme, though. It goes, um, you know, oh, Uncle Ben returned somehow. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's, uh... The according to what I've been hearing about, I guess for the Spider-Man thing, it's supposed to be really good. So hopefully it's really good. Or <laughs> imagine it would or be. Or Uncle Ben's gonna come back. We're all gonna be confused. <laughs> Maybe it'll be another clone arc. That'd be cool. <laughs> well, it's like a clone of Uncle Ben instead. I remember reading that. <laughs> one. Sorry, this isn't a Spider-Man podcast. It's very. Fu- <laughs> it's it's true though. We're we're excited to see that. We're all nerds here. Um, to move on before we start talking about the first couple episodes, because we do have the titles for the first two episodes. And we now we have a trailer for the first episode. So um, before we get into that, a couple things that I'm very excited about just for the season in general. Um, just having Maul back, you know, they, they brought Ray, Par back, Ray Park back into the studio to do all the mocap work, which is very exciting to see because we know that he kills it whenever he does that. Um, Dude the, is old, too. He is. When I saw him at Celebration a few years ago, I'm like... He's what, 30, 40s? 40s, I think, yeah. I could be wrong. Don't hold me to that. I'm not even looking at it. But um, the other thing, a very small detail that probably isn't going to go much anywhere, is seeing um, Kanan, when he was still a little baby mm. Caleb, with his uh, master Depa, Depa at, Balaba, the, uh, yes. at the round table in the trailer. Hollow table. Uh, I'm Rebels is my favorite, so I'm very excited to see that kind of tie-in for a quick second. We're probably not going to get much from it, but it's cool to see it. Um, so moving on to the episodes... The first episode is called Bad Batch, and the second episode is called A Distant Echo. For those of you that might not know or maybe hadn't watched Clone Wars until recently with all the hype of everything that's going on in the universe, um, there were actually unfinished episodes uh, before they canceled. Blake, this might be where the point where you kind of tune out. Am I walking out? Yeah, Yeah, we're about to start getting into, like, super spoiler stuff. So Blake's going to step out. Thank you, Blake. We'll bring you back in a minute. We need the, the Jeopardy music. He's good. He's outside. Yeah, the door's still open. All okay. right. Anyway, so the first <laughs> episode is called The Bad Batch. Um, some of my notes are a little bit old because uh, we just got the trailer a few days ago for it, which is pretty cool. But it is from an unfinished episode that they had already really written and actually like kind of sketched out before they canceled the Clone Wars originally. Oh, they beyond sketched out. Ago. They did the rough animation yeah. for and the voice recordings. And so it, it's very much looking like the first, at least the first couple episodes are going to be from those unfinished episodes. So we kind of already know what's going on. Evan knows a little bit more about it than I do. So I'm going to let him take over on this for a minute. Okay. So pretty much what happened was when Clone Wars finished off with their season six and it was like the lost missions, we were left a lot of cliffhangers, obviously. Um, and I believe it was Dave Filoni came out and was just like, hey, we have a bunch of unfinished arcs. Uh, here's kind of the rough thing just to kind of satiate you. And this was right when Disney bought out yeah. Lucasfilm. So there, there was a lot of like, oh, well, who owns this licensing? A lot of legal stuff. Which They were is uploaded on understandable. Netflix, right? Uh, no, no, no they, were they were on, I believe there was a CD released, a DVD released yeah. in a box set. And you can find them all on YouTube. And I remember the second time I watched Clone Wars, through, I went through and looked them up on YouTube. Okay. Because so, I remember we watched them, but I couldn't yeah. remember how we watched them. So we watched them on YouTube. Yeah. So when we watched, uh, when you go through, I mean, these are rough. I mean, the, none of the mouths moved. The Everything was very blocky. 
Um, it's very much a, a starting animation yeah. for an episode, but it was in production. Yeah, it no, was being made through and through. Um, the fig the the characters themselves basically. I, I have Bad Batch and Echo. I know off the top of my head, and then there was a Boba Fett actual uh, arc in there too that I'm not sure we're getting. Um, I suspect Disney kind of cut that because it was a darker. Well, and now we arc. have the Mandalorian. So I, I'm thinking that maybe it didn't mesh up with what they're trying to do with Boba Fett because he's kind of been sitting in limbo since. Do you know Disney did bought. Filoni plan on season seven being the final season when it was still airing? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, that would be interesting to see at least. So what we saw with Clone Force ninety nine was basically they named a Clone Force after ninety nine, the janitor from Camino, and it was all clone troopers who had some sort of disability. I guess they were they were flawed mutated um Their so cloning didn't go right pretty much so like you got like the one rambo guy who's a tactical guy then you got like the one nerdy dude and it's kind of like your like uh a team style a team meets rambo style uh I, I don't know like tv show type of thing um but and the first episode basically they introduce them they go off with rex and they do all sorts of stuff um, for their mission, but I remember very specifically about the second episode. It said, "What was the title? It was Echoes of the Past?" Uh, I think it's called a distant. Yeah, the second episode is called a distant echo. I'm looking at the list on IMDb so right now. That's really exciting because Clone Force ninety nine got a new member. Yes, and it was Echo, who, if you remember correctly, was one of the rookies with fives and heavy. Echo. Yeah. On. Uh, I'm very behind Moon. on my rewatch yeah. right now. I need to catch up. So Echo was presumed dead after they re- rescued uh, even Peel from the Citadel. Yeah. All we saw was basically him, his his helmet get blown off. Well, from what they pre-released, it looks like Echo's going to come back and he's got like a go-go gadget. This is, by the way, Inspector the second episode gadget. is a distant Echo for those yeah. that might have lost track. Uh, he's got like a Inspector Gadget type hand now. Where you could like switch stuff out and like a blaster and all, so it's really interesting to see. Um, it's now always that fun like, when they bring characters back first that you thought were dead, and then they give them special limbs. Well, as <laughs> as uh, as it's very well known in the Star Wars universe, unless you f- see them die, they ain't never yeah, dead. Clearly now, um, but uh, there's you know a lot that we're excited for in this season. Um, these two episodes, you know, the first airs this week, second next week. They're going to be airing, it looks like, through the middle of May, the second week of May. There's 12 episodes in total. I'm very excited to see what they're going to do. But 12 before episodes, two, what, two or three for an arc? I'm looking at IMDb and their release schedule. The last episode releases, it looks like, the second week of May. So Interesting. I think we can bring Blake back in now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um, we're probably going to get into our uh, expectations now and our, our speculations and well, stuff. Well, not really expectations, speculations. Let's focus more on uh, what people need to get caught up on, I think. Okay. Like, be- best parts of Clone Wars. Definitely best parts. anything yeah. having to do with Mandalore. That whole Mandalore story arc needs to be watched. Like Every time Obi-Wan's on screen. Yes. <laughs> is the greatest part. Yes, Obi-Wan is I my favorite. There's no okay. better part. <laughs> I'm a Commander Cody fan personally, so. Oh, okay. I say, I say the best part about that show 
is the fact like because they could have not have done so much in depth of all the clones like they could have just been there like they are in like yeah in they the gave movies. them all but they gave they gave yeah they gave basically everyone that talked a personality well that yeah. was that was what i loved about commander cody when revenge of the sith came out was like yo this is a clone trooper but he's got a scar and has like got his own personality even though it was still basically Tamora Morrison playing Django Fett. <laughs> just yeah. Well, that's what I love, too. I mean, everybody literally looks the same, sounds yeah. the same, is it's the, the same. It's the same voice you actor for all of it, too. I, I wonder, the voice actor, like, he must be in there for hours <laughs> just recording everybody. I know. Um, all right. So, Blake, what was your favorite? I guess you could either do story arc or episode of, or do, just favorite story arc of Clone Wars and favorite episode of Clone Wars. Oh god! Oh, I'm not prepared for this. <laughs> um, I think my fa- I think my favorite episode. I don't remember the name, but it's with the Jedi. He has like the four arms, and he's like going. He's like treating all the clones oh, Krell? like Krell. Uh, I that whole episode or like arc with him was probably my favorite because it was like the first time Umbara, you see it. Yeah. You see like a Jedi just kind of like snap. Like he like snaps because of this war. It's like the first time you see that, and then it's, like you see all the clones are like. Uh, this is not normal. They're <laughs> like th- this guy is like off his rocker a little bit for um, some reason. Sir, this one over here is it right? Yeah, and which is funny because you would think the clones would start acting like that at one point, which I mean, eventually they do. But like they're like, all right, that's not right, and that's m- probably my favorite like episode. Um, I think my favorite arc though is the one with uh fives and and Echo and Heavy oh, in them. Yeah. That's probably my favorite because you get to see all the training and like the the, the relationship the they build. And then, like, the kind of, like, environment on Kamino and everything like that. And then their ev- evolution to ARC Trooper status and stuff. So, I think that's, like, my favorite ARC of all time out of the whole thing. I mean, so. I don't have a favorite episode at the top of my head because I've only watched the series through once. Um, I'm actually currently rewatching, and I've uh, been falling behind. So, I don't have a favorite episode per se. But a story arc, it's very hard to decide what's my favorite is just watching Ahsoka learn and grow and become stronger because she's so amazing. Like incredible. She's fought Darth Vader. She's probably going to fight Maul. There's all this other stuff that like, I'm just very excited to see from her. Um, but the entire Mandalore, I've, I've always loved the Mandalore story arc. I also love getting to see Obi-Wan in love. I'm a romantic and I love Obi-Wan and it's just kind of, it's interesting to see him always, you know, you kind of harp on Anakin throughout the prequel films, you know, like Jedi don't have partners, they don't fall in love, they focus on this and that's about it. But then he actually secretly has this, you know, relationship, had. Had, had this relationship had. Um, Oof. for a long time. Don't do that to me. <laughs> uh, he actually had this relationship going on for the longest time, you know, which kind of makes him hypocritical, but it also kind of shows that he really did kind of understand and feel for Anakin even through his, you know, dumb decisions. Well, I mean, like, you also can start to see, like, all the Jedi have, like, kind of, like, their weird, like, thing where they don't follow the path exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, like, if you look at Qui-Gon, like, Qui-Gon's known for, like, being like, ah, yeah, the Jedi path is kind of weird. So I'm going to, like, do my own thing. And But you start to see everyone, like, even, like, Mace Windu has his own, like, things. And then, like, Yoda's probably the only one who really, like, follows it like as almost word for word but even then you know later on in the movies he even admits he's just like yeah we we really kind of talked out of our ass for <laughs> yeah thousands they, of years here they, yeah he, he even admits that he's like yeah we kind of it's, it's kind of just crap be honest yeah. like you could do what really whatever you want as long as you're a good person and i appreciate that because like 
personally growing up, you know, like watching Star Wars and stuff, like you don't think about the fact that, you know, I very much was somebody who stuck to the rules, was told you follow the rules and that's about the end of it. And so whenever I watched, especially the prequels, because um, those were premiering as I was growing up, you know, you see the Jedi Council and you think that, you know, all these people follow these rules strictly and that's about it. But then as I learned more about the story arcs, especially watching the Clone Wars, it's like, yeah, everybody has their thing. Nobody follows all the rules. And you can see that, like you said, with Qui-Gon and then Obi-Wan learned it from him and then Obi-Wan kind of passed along to Anakin. But it gets like worse and worse over time, <laughs> as we can see with Anakin. It's all Qui-Gon's fault. It's all Qui-Gon's fault. Of course it is. Never trust Liam Neeson with a child. <laughs> <laughs> He'll either lose them or, <laughs> or, or let convert them, take them over into the a dark lord of the Sith. So you never know. Like it's always it's always one thing or the other. Make oh. him into Batman. <laughs> Liam Neeson. Um, Who let him in? My favorite episode, and we were just talking about this because of this little fun fact in it, and it makes oh, it. Oh yeah. I'm a huge Quinlan Voss fan. In fact, our figure of you almost was the vintage collection Quinlan Voss figure that came out in 2009 uh, I think um, but I'm a huge Quinlan Voss fan because growing up I got a book called How to Draw Star Wars and it was by the guy who did all the Quinlan Voss comics that's so cool so to me he was like the first like extended universe character that I really just fell in love with because the whole was it psycho psychometry where you like touch things and you can see the stories yeah uh, I think that's the word for it. Something like that, yeah. Um, the, it, I don't know. You can. It's the same thing that they do in Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, he has then, he has the same type of like yeah. force sense where he he can touch items and he's like, oh, I know that this happened basically. Yeah. You know that was always really cool to me. Um, but he he gets one. He basically gets a one off episode. All my favorite characters in Clone Wars only get one off episode. Him, Gregor. Uh, well, I mean, I guess technically Admiral Trench had like two. Maybe th- I think he's getting a third one in this new thing. Um, but I love the hunt for zero where basically, you know, Quinlan Voss comes out and he's like this like surfer dude. And I mean, just, he's hysterical. He has no sense of like formality or anything like that. And that's part of the reason I love him. He doesn't, doesn't follow the rules per at se. All. Yeah. Like at all. Yeah. And then Obi-Wan's with him. He's like, who is this guy? This and guy why is, is crazy. And why is he still like, what is this? Yeah, and at the end he just goes, "I never really liked hanging out with you," as they're hanging off a cliff, <laughs> which is classic Obi Wan humor. Um, very dry, very almost English. Um, he is English. <laughs> this is true, uh, but that episode's my favorite, partially because of Quinlan Voss, partially because it's like watching an episode of The Sopranos with all the huts. And it kind of shows like the Hut family oh, acting yeah. like the Gambinos. <laughs> I've, I've never watched The Sopranos, but I've watched like clips of it. That's definitely a good comparison. Yeah, and I thought that was just brilliant. And then the best part is Cy Snoodles from Cy Snoodles from the Return of the Jedi special edition, the short thing with the really long like lips that like pop out of the screen and CGI at you. She's one of the characters in it, and she's dancing oh. with these Twi'leks. And they recreate the dance from the beginning of Temple of Doom. Do they in really? Indiana Jones? Yes, except yeah. it's all in hoodies. Yeah, they. Uh, I need we to looked it up this. earlier. Cause yeah, because Spaz was like, "I need to show you this." He's like, this is. I, I think this is happening. You need to show me this after the recording. It's sh- like it's spot on, and it's uh, anything goes was the song, and they basically just redid the song in Star Wars fake language. 
and <laughs> she's dancing around doing it and it's just it cracked me up i'm sitting in the office earlier today and i was like you know what? i'm gonna watch this with the boss and i'm watching it and i go i know that tune <laughs> like oh. i know that dance i know that tune holy crap <laughs> i was waiting for the big gong to come down and them to start shooting it as like obi-wan ran or something <laughs> um so yeah it's definitely by far my favorite episode probably you know of all time what episode it was it was season four episode. We couldn't find the actual episode itself. I, I think it's it like might twelve be like, or something yeah. like that. So in the something. middle of season four, pretty much. It's it's like a one-off episode, but it wraps up the whole story, it, the whole story arc with zero from the movie, right? Which is well, well, baby job. still, um, I'd like to say universally accepted as the worst film put out by Star Wars, like the Star Wars franchise. Oh, for ever. the Clone Wars. Yeah. Yeah, I'm that little slug thing. Oh. I love that thing. Um, so ugly. I love what? Baby Yoda. Baby, baby Jabba. Baby Yoda, Baby Jabba. He was I was so going to say, I mean, Baby Yoda's cute. What do you, what baby, do you Jabba, mean? baby Jabba, honestly, was the only thing that kept me going through that whole thing. I was like, oh, I have yeah. to see if he's okay. Like, you got to, like, watch the whole thing. I'm like, definitely. Oh, once, like, Rex and Cody were out of it, I was done. I was like, okay, cool. Whatever. I saw, kind of going off on a tangent, I was at Epcot yesterday, and they had the Festival of the Arts going on. Outside uh, Italy, the World Showcase, they had a whole tent of just Star Wars art. And um, one of the artists uh, did a bunch of Baby Yoda stuff, but they did one of Baby Yoda meeting a loath cat. I would buy that just for the loath cat, because I think loath cats are way cuter than Baby Yoda. Uh, that's blasphemy. I, don't I know personally it. like Sarlaccs, <laughs> but... Sarlaccs? <laughs> Sarlaccs and Rancors. The only other thing I will say that I saw, too, there was an artist who um, painted the scene of Obi-Wan being struck down by Darth Vader with um, Han and Luke and Leia and everybody in the hangar, but it had the perspective of behind Obi-Wan and Darth Vader, so you saw Obi-Wan, Darth Vader in the foreground, and then everybody else in the background, and it was such such a cool thing because you don't see that perspective in the movie, and I thought that was really cool. I wish I remember the artist's name. Um, but that tent was insane. I couldn't move through that tent because so many people were just like, Star Wars! Favorite arc of the Clone Wars. Yes, tell us. And people are going to probably hate me for saying this. I mean, people already hate you. So. I, honest <laughs> to God, think that the politics and like the whole Padme arc of the Clone Wars that basically encompasses the whole thing is probably one of my favorite, especially something with like uh, heroes on both sides where we get Lux Bantori yeah. and it kind of shows like, yeah, they weren't happy with what you were doing. You're not happy with what they were doing. Like, it kind of shows like how just absolutely fooled Palpatine, that Palpatine, Palpatine has everybody into thinking like, oh, you know. He's just like an old guy. Yeah. It's, it's just some old, old yeah. politician. He's really not. But I, it's not my favorite, but I do agree. I think it's very interesting because you don't like... Well, the prequels, the biggest complaint of the prequels was it was just so much like watching C-SPAN the entire time. <laughs> and But if you go back and actually listen to what they're saying and actually look at like the politics and the issues that they're trying to do, the, the stuff they're going over is just like, oh my God, like one man's orchestrating all this. And you can kind of see because when you're watching The Clone Wars when it first came out, you know, you had that week in between, so you kind of forgot a lot of stuff. But there's, like, little, like, bills and stuff that follow the entire series yeah. through. Like, uh, you know, getting more clones, like, funding more clones. And it's, like, the banks are trying to do one thing, and it shows how, like, the Republic's basically run by yeah, corporations. Yeah, when I was, was re-watching all this stuff, you start to, like, really see, like, 
everything starts to like build together and yeah. you're like, how can they let this happen? You know, like and how well, is this actually happening? That's the best part. Cause a, you know, art imitates life. Um, and B you go on to like something like for, uh, what is it? Last of the Jedi, last Jedi. Last and they're the basically, they, t- they said the same thing. They're just like, you want to know how these, how many, all these people got rich? <laughs> war (laughs) yeah i mean that's why i actually i'm kind of with you on the politics side of things like as a kid i didn't understand any of it i didn't care it was boring to me but as i'm i've gotten older and i've gotten a lot more into the storyline like the fact that they not only do that just to incorporate the whole storyline together no matter what arc you go on but it kind of connects it more to real life too and i as all of us see that we're here recording a podcast every week about Star Wars. I'm obsessed with Star Wars. So anything that can connect it more to something that I understand and I can relate to in real life, I love it. So I kind of appreciate that they do go that deep into the story, that they're building they're building a whole universe. So you kind of have to establish stuff like that. People, people laugh at me, but I go and I buy all the... I've been rebuying all the Senator action figures oh, that is from funny. Revenge of the Sith. Because nobody buys toys. It just I, I, I love buy toys. <laughs> yeah, it's it's awesome because there's just I say that, but literally at, at Disney, every time I saw somebody with a porg on their shoulder, I'm like, I need five of them. <laughs> you have a problem. Yes, and it's porgs. It's porgful. Porgful. Of course. Yep. So Clone Wars. Very exciting. Yeah, I think uh I can't believe it's already time. I guess we'll have to review each episode every week now. Yeah, so uh, for future reference, uh, we will be reviewing the episodes. We will give a spoiler warning beforehand. We will uh, not. Which means next week will be a very long, (laughs) probably (laughs) podcast. I do got my little side tangent for clones. For people who don't like, I guess they know about clones, but not like a lot about clones. They just know they're there. Because I know some people like just know they're there. So casual fans. The uh, the clones, or uh, as they were called, some people called them boys in white, were the uh, highly trained soldiers of the Galactic them. Army of the Republic. I don't know. Some people call them that. Interesting. I just thought it was interesting. Uh, the clones were the backbone of the Republic Army and far superior than any battle droid that the Separatists could build. Like they were always like on top of things, which you also see in the Clone Wars. You just see how it's like. Oh, well, these battle droids are great. It's like, yeah, but one clone's worth like 200 battle yeah. droids. Yeah. Basically. Um, Those battle droids are like paper clips. Yeah. Then that, but battle droids are easily mass produced. And I guess the clones are too, but th- whatever. It takes a lot uh, more to mass produce a clone than it right, does a droid. Right. Then it does a droid. Uh, the clones, they're grown up on planet Kamino at, at the request of Jedi Sifo Dyas. And then after his death, uh, supposedly was taken over by uh, Darth Sidious, a.k.a. the Emperor. So the Sith kind of like take over this operation that this one. And then that's, that's another arc in uh, Clone Wars. That yeah. whole. Yeah. The whole like trying oh. to figure out what who started this kind of thing. They're like trying to figure it out. They get at, like 99% of the way there. And it's just like, at, OK, end of episode. <laughs> as they're like at uh, like the whole for Clone Wars, the whole arc is like as they're like using the clones, they're like trying to figure out why Master Sifo-Dyas was doing this which is very interesting because that's also like another Jedi that kind of goes against like the Jedi, like the council and stuff on behind their back. Uh, Jango Fett, as mentioned earlier, was the human model for clones, but he was killed on the first battle of Geonosis where the clones were also first used to take, basically take over the planet and save Obi-Wan and all of them. He was beheaded in front of his own son. Correct. 
Um, all the clones Spicy. were very loyal to the Chancellor and all their Jedi generals. So they'd all get assigned to a Jedi, and they're very, very loyal. They, like, listen to them basically, like, all the way through, except, uh, who was he earlier? I forget his name. Brad? Forearm guy. Oh, forearm oh, Krell. guy. Um, Krell. Except Krell. They were like, yeah, this guy's, this guy's weird, and <laughs> they decided... To go against that's him. another thing we saw in the trailer for clone wars is that it looks like ahsoka's clones are like they painted their helmets like her face pattern which oh, i yeah, think is really the really cool Lesu pattern yeah i couldn't think of the actual name but it's uh, really cool some of these clones however do question their service and they end up questioning their even their own existence as like why they're there and at least the case of the desertion and treason uh so like there's a few there's one episode called the deserter and it's a clone trooper who was deserted uh on the like he was either left behind or he left. He, he deserted his station and then end up having a family, basically. And he lives, like, on a farm. Oh, and yeah. then Captain Rex finds him, and he's like, hey, I have to report you. And he's like, well, just don't do it yet. And then just he ends up not reporting him because he realizes that, you know, like, clones, just, they do have free will. Like, they, they think freely, basically, most of them at least. Uh, and it's just, he just, he was like, I'm not fit for the army. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. Uh, but most of these clones proudly served for about three years during the Clone Wars, what they call the battle between the Separatists and the Republic and all of that. But then uh, discovery of a hidden control chip in all clones, which is also when we learn that Chancellor Palpatine is Darth Sidious, and he executes Order 66, which causes all the clone troopers to uh, merc mercilessly execute all the Jedi and generals that are right there, and almost like, like a switch. Like it, a, they all they all yeah. get the order and then like they flip the switch and then they just gun down any Jedi that they see. And well, the it's only a chip in their head. The only three we know that didn't do that were Rex, Rex, Rex Wolf, Wolf, Co and Gregor. And Gregor. Gregor, yeah. They removed their chips before. From what I know, what happened to Cody was he ended up becoming a stormtrooper like uh, trainer. Mm. So. So. Uh, and after that, they just the clones basically destroy the Jedi Order along with Anakin, now turned Darth Vader, and then all that stuff. Once the Empire was established, the clones were the first stormtroopers, but then they were soon replaced by human conscripts. So then, like, they started stop clones, and they like started putting in just regular humans. But the training was still what the clones would used to do. So they still had the same training. Uh, a few clones, like we said, uh, Rex, Wolf, and Gregor removed their chips from their heads basically, so that they didn't uh, get pulled into Order 66. However, some felt very horrified after the event. There's one clone, uh, CC10-994, or Gray. He's, he's like, kind of talking to his commander, basically, and he explains how he's like, how do you not feel awful about what we did? He's like, we just immediately forgot everything we knew and then just gunned down the Jedi Master, our general, like right there, no, mm -hmm. all all the memories, everything were gone. Like and he explains it like uh, as a trance. Like basically, he was like kind of like hypnotized almost, and then just well, did the whatever. Was one said. arc they talk fives uh, was telling like they have they were having like nightmares and stuff about doing it, and it's yeah. it's almost like pre PTSD. Yeah. Yeah. So after Order sixty six, some of them do get PTSD, and then they yeah. start to like deviate a little bit, and then. Gray uh, ends up saving the apprentice of the Jedi Master that they killed to kind of like redeem himself. Uh, and then and then Rex, Wolf, and Gregor, when they removed their chips, they lived on Celos in retirement. And then in Rebels, uh, you find them again. 
and then they joined the fight for the rebels to fight against uh, the Empire. And then I got a cool quote from Fives, who's like one of my favorite clones. He says, "Uh, it's uh the one where they're the droids are attacking Kamino, and he's talking to the little young clone troopers, and he's like, look around, we're one in the same, same heart, same blood." And then literally, yeah, literally. And then it kind of like because like all the clones view themselves as brothers, and then some of them obviously are like, "Oh, we're just expendable." And then like at first and then like once they meet their jedi like the jedi are always trying to save them like they hate losing a clone and then the clones yeah. are like why we're made to be expendable like we are soldiers and the jedi are like no you are also living beings well it's and, a class of ideology if anything because yeah. the jedi are supposed to be peacekeepers and you know life givers well and like we said earlier you know everybody even though they look the same and they pretty much are the same they all have their own distinctive differences and so as the Jedi or whoever are with the, the clones, the more time they spend with them, the more they learn they who they really are individually. So you kind of, you know. And that's something I've also seen is that, like, s- different, like, clone units behave differently. So, like, you know, Plo Kloon had his Plo's Plo's Bros. Bros. <laughs> Plo's Bros. <laughs> Plo's Bros. Um, but he had the wolf pack. And, they, you know, they were a very, you know, they were... Like, what you would think of, like, a stereotypical, like, U.S. Marine, like, SEAL team's team team you know they were special forces they they went in when things got really bad and you know they were closer than anyone else then you get to like 501st and it's kind of like you know like your friends in high school almost yeah. and it's like you know kind they're like not also, necessarily like a general army unit basically yeah they're, they're not like you know and that's because they're a little more loose with the rules and all but they're because they're anakin. with anakin well yeah they're yeah. with anakin so they're like <laughs> At first, they're all like, uh, should we do that, General? Anakin's like, yeah, sure, why not? And it's like they're really not supposed to, so they all get kind of like yeah. like well, that. Okay. <laughs> and then oh. you have also Obi-Wan's troop as yeah. well, and they're kind of like Was that the 301st? No, Something like 301st? I think it's the 322nd. I have no idea. I, I, I do not know. <laughs> I the orange at, guys. I look at <laughs> Obi-Wan ones. and I get lost in his face. Yeah, and it's just interesting. <laughs> like the one where they're all training, where you see Fives, Heavy, and Echo, and yeah. all of them, they're all training before they get off to their first mission. Like you see their personalities, and like yeah. Heavy's like that guy who's just like, oh, I'm, I'm here to blow droids up. Like that's all I'm here to do. And yeah. then everyone else is like, You're crazy. And then, so it's very interesting just to see all their. Yeah, clones. and as they, especially with the whole rookies' development of that whole story arc, is you see how their experiences how they're different just outlooks on the war even you know because they're still at the end of the day whether you're a clone or not you're still a human being so you're going to take things and you're going to process it differently than the guy sitting next to you yeah. no matter how similar you are yeah that's they, like, another reason i think that this season's going to be so heartbreaking towards the end because like you can watch the original prequels as much as you want it's sad but you kind of move on because they focus more on you know the people who survived this show focuses very much on everybody involved with the Clone Wars, and a lot of the people that are involved are not going to make it or are going to turn into something that you don't want them to turn into. Well, right. one of my, so uh, this is going to be heartbreaking to watch. One of my uh, friends pointed out, and it was just said, like, you know, when he watched Episode 3, you get that epic scene with Order 66, and they gun down all the Jedi, and they do all the, you know... Heartbreaking. It's just, you know, th- John Williams' course is just, like, just, you know, gasping for breath. <laughs> as they as they all pass out from holding a note for like and, twenty uh, minutes straight, um, but then he went and watched Clone Wars, and it was just like for that for him it was really cheesy. He was just okay, you know, a montage, everyone died, big deal. And then he went and watched Clone Wars, and he went back and watched Revenge of the Sith, and he's sitting there going, 
Oh my god. <laughs> so it's just in in Revenge of the Sith. Uh, Senator Organa goes to the Jedi Temple, basically. Yeah. And then it almost seems like the one clone trooper talking to him, and he's like, I can't let you in there. And he's like, well, come on. He's like, no, I can't. And he pulls it to the guy's like, I'm sorry. And it feels like, I guess that's like a kind of hint, I guess, to me. I feel like he, he know, yeah, he's trying to not, like, his mind is almost trying to resist, but his body is making him do it. Yeah. Which is, like, very interesting. Well, I think in that case, like, you know, you have orders he wasn't necessarily ordered to kill Organa because he wasn't... Well, right, but he's yeah. also ordered, like, not to let anyone in the Jedi temple and help the Jedi. So, well, basically, at that point, it's like, anyone who helps the Jedi is now an enemy. Did we, did we get to see um, all of them remove their chips in the Clone Wars not already? Yet. So, yet. we're probably going to get to see it Well, we season. saw Fives, and we saw the one guy who died. I forgot what his name was. Oh. Uh, oh, there's Fives? Oh, yeah, he does yeah. get his chip removed. And then he, he gets offed. Yeah. Yeah. Conveniently no, because uh, that—that's another thing I meant to add earlier when I was talking about like our expectations for this season. We're we're hopefully gonna get to see them remove their chips and get to see the, the leading the, up to that and the, the aftermath. Like, comics and books and all. There's been quite a few clones who basically, through injuries or malfunctions, have gotten away without their chips. Yeah, and there's always it's, it's not gonna be perfect in everybody. Yeah, same. What real actually? So real interesting thing. There's a lot of. And it's been a big thing. There's a lot of battle droid stories like that, too, where it's like their programming fails, and they become like these hippie battle droids. And it's it's probably some of my favorite like comic books out there. It's like this one that just basically gave up one day and just like sat under a tree for like three years during the whole war. And it was just like, I'm not fighting. <laughs> that would yeah, be you. It's very weird. It is. And it's... Um, John Almond, he used to do the background animations for uh, Codename Kids Next Door and uh, Beavis and Butthead and Courage the Cowardly Dog. I Courage to the what? Cowardly Dog. Okay. <laughs> I happen to have met <laughs> like, him. Did you hear that too? No. Oh. I happen to have met I him. I didn't hear dog. <laughs> um, I heard. <laughs> I happen to have met him uh, a couple months ago. Months ago? Yeah, about a couple months ago. Yeah, it should have been a couple months and ago. And... We, we, it turns out we both read the same like comic book with the the battle droid that just like you know says screw it I'm not fighting and he's actually gone on to do an entire sci-fi comic series basically around the whole thing of a bunch of like old toasters and all that become sentient on an island toasters like that you toast bread in well like appliances okay and they like become sentient and they have like all this like weird it, it's all about like you know, it all kind of examines, like, what makes a machine a machine, what makes a person a person. Interesting. So. That's not Star Wars related, but that sounds very interesting. But it is interesting because it's, it's opened, the media's opened a lot so of other... the beginning of droids are going to be appliances that become sentient, is what you're saying. Yes. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I That's think already happened. <laughs> I think it's about time to wrap up. Yeah. Your fridge knows what you want to eat when you go home. That's I wish it did. There. Then it could, like, at least... Like have the bread already outside so that I can like make a peanut butter. Is sandwich. your bread in your I fridge? Am yeah, peanut butter it keeps jelly. it keeps the bread uh, from spoiling fat uh, like yeah, longer. You didn't know that? Huh? That yeah. must be a guy thing. Uh, I, well, you know what? My dad does it. My f my family doesn't do it, but uh, my roommate's family does, and he put it in the fridge. I was like, oh, I guess we're doing this now. <laughs> like I didn't. Yeah, mine argue. doesn't do it. But <laughs> I just started doing it because cold bread's actually kind of good. I can't fit anything in my fridge. My roommates fill it with too much stuff. Uh, do they have bread? 
No. So they're not filling with the right stuff. <laughs> anyway, so thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back next week to talk about the first episode of The Clone Wars Season 7. Very exciting stuff. Definitely try and catch up while you can. I'm sure that there's lists online of things to, like, prepare you for it. Just, just watch it. Enjoy it. It's a great series. But well, that's it for us. This has been the Voices of the Outer Rim. See you next week. Bye.